Good evening, everyone. Welcome to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Vlogcast comes from a skeptical point of view to answer some of the questions of why. This vlogcast started as a combination of spite and the Streisand effect because people on Facebook really pissed me off left, right, and center and really don't understand you need to really be honest about things. Seriously. Part of this is to follow through with the old adage, sometimes the journey is more important than the destination. I'm your main host. I'm known as Shujin Tribble all over the place. You can find me pretty much everywhere under that name. At the moment, we are having some a combination of technical difficulties and uh, people not being able to be with me at the moment. I, unfortunately, at the moment, am sort of flying solo. I'll give you a couple quick pieces of information. I know full well that Bridget is having a problem out at her house. There are some serious storms out there, so uh, power has been off and on at best, so we shall see. Uh, Heretic Woman is not feeling real great, so she's taking the night off. Not a problem. I did not hear from Unrenode Tech or Dallin. Don't know. You know, stuff happens. Joseph is, well, again, could be still sleeping which is entirely possible i did send him the message to let him know to you know show up and uh joey at this point is still futzing with his system to try to figure out why the hell it doesn't want to talk through now here's here's where it gets weird we know full well that we can hear him his microphone works for whatever reason system will not allow him to hear the production as it's going on which is the problem that we've run into the last couple of weeks is what it is. We're still working on it. And as uh, those of you that are watching on the video, will see Joe's busy working the stuff over trying to figure a possible solution. We've run through a couple of, uh, a couple of things, courtesy of Google's help system, nothing of which has come through, which unfortunately is the way that it is. But I did ask him to kind of, you know, keep me a uh, keep me apprised as to what was going on and you know work it from there and see what we get i don't know we we wait and see if joe is able to uh if joe is able to hear me he's going to let me know because if he can't hear the best that he's got is a several second delay i don't know exactly how long the delay would be but that's also going to eat up a lot of bandwidth on his side if he watches the video as it's streaming out to YouTube. So yeah, that may not necessarily be a, a great way for things to worry, to, to work. Sorry. But in any case, those of you that are joining us tonight, of course, welcome. Thank you very much. I do have, as I've said before, the live chat enabled, and I've got that up on the screen right now for myself. Trippin, how you doing? Good to see you. Sorry for the, uh, sorry for starting a little bit late. Uh, like I said, you know, trying to figure if we can get Joe running, you know, that would be wonderful, but eh, technical things, man, technical things. We'll have to wait and see how things play out, uh, but we'll kind of work it from there. Um, depending as to how things are going, I may simply do something I normally don't do, and I may just put the host link out in the live chat and invite folks to simply pop in because don't get me wrong. I love talking. I love to hear myself talk, even with the noise canceling headphones, but you know, yes, I could talk 90 minutes, 
I could talk 120 minutes, but really, who wants that besides me? We'll see. Anyway, so seeing as how things are the way that they are, let me just go ahead and get everything rolling for you guys for tonight. Because, well, you know, technical things aside, I got a show to do. So with five minutes on the clock, your five minute freestyle starts right now. For those of you that are listening to the uh, uh, to the podcast and can't see me at this point, I'm sorry, you got to kind of miss out on this one. Wakanda forever. Yeah, we went and we saw it. Little one and I, we we went and we saw it. Black Panther. And we went and saw it a couple of days after it opened. And we saw it in 3D because we've kind of had this long running thing. If a movie is good enough, we'll see it the first time, you know, as normal. If it holds up, we'll go, we'll see it again, and we'll splurge in order to get them the, the bigger, you know, box office sales and such. And Black Panther was worth it. And I say that partly because it's damn good movie. And I want you to understand that when I say it was worth it, the only seats that we really had available for the 3D viewing were in the first row. That don't work real good for 3D. It really doesn't. Because the whole time we're sitting, you know, we're sitting in these reclining seats, which is all kinds of cool with our, you know, our heads on the, on the back, uh, on the back bumper over there. And in order to see everything that's going on on the screen, we got to kind of turn our heads left and right to check and see what's going on. And that, that doesn't, that doesn't really work. Black Panther is a good movie. And I'm saying that not just because of the content, they had something that is difficult to make happen. They had a sympathetic villain and I'm calling him a villain because I don't want to, uh, I don't want to spoil anything for anyone. It's, it's one of those times where I, I will admit at the end of the movie, I cried. I cried for the villain. He is understandable. He is sympathetic. He's charismatic. And he was driven. He was everything that we would want the hero to be. But a good villain, an excellent villain, should be a character, should be a personality that if you were to look from their eyes, from their perspective, they're not the bad guy. They're the good guy. They're trying to make things work. And he was the good guy of his own story. I don't know that I can actually say that he was wrong. I don't know that I can properly say that he was right, but he was someone that made sense. 
And I think that that's what made this such an impactful movie. Leave the black actors, white actors thing aside. Leave the minority piece of it aside. This was a wonderful society to see. This was a bunch of people, an entire country, that had never been laid upon. They were never corrupted. They were never strangled. They blossomed in their own way. And now they have so much to offer the world. And the arguments that were made back and forth throughout the movie are exactly what good science fiction is supposed to do. It's supposed to have us challenge ourselves to question our motives, why we're doing, and what we're doing or not. And I say that this is a good movie because the impact socially that this has had around the world is absolutely astounding. 200 million in production costs, almost that much more in advertising, and they earned it all back in the first four days that it was released? Oh, yeah. This is a good movie. This is a very good movie. This is episode 201 on the docket, Your Honor. Call it in the air. Yeah. Last week was uh, episode 200, which, yes, I know, I know, I know. For those of you that were part and parcel of that, yeah, episode 200 uh, was uh, not good for me. Yeah, it was it was an extra long episode. Yeah, I know, I know for well. 200, uh, 200 episodes, is it, it's a great number to work off of. But the real big one is going to be 208. And that's going to take a little bit of time to get to yet. We got a couple more weeks. That is the actual four year worth of show point. That's the one that I'm going to celebrate and I'm going to see who we can get on because I mean, why the hell not? And uh, we'll, we'll kind of work it from there. And um, for those of you that are wondering, uh, how was I after drinking a liter of wine by the end of the show um not good i will admit i overdid it i listened to the back end of the show to see how i was because i was cognizant i knew what was going on to me at the time in the moment i did not realize that my speech was not that good I've always had a little bit of a lisp. I know it. I even had it back in elementary school. I went to speech class to try to learn how to adjust for it. And I got very, uh, I got very self-conscious hearing the way that my lisp would come through far more. So I'm probably going to be, uh, I'm probably going to be a little bit more conscious and, see what I can do about keeping my pronunciation a little bit better. Oh, as far as to, um, did I get hung over? No, not exactly. I 
I did not trust myself to drive the next morning because, you know, my muscles were a little twitchy. I did not like that. So I said, you know what? Mm, I, I don't really want to go driving. So didn't. Uh, I did, however, uh, avail myself of the shower, which was probably a very good idea. No, I take that back. It was a completely good idea because, um, yeah, it was not pretty. In any case, uh, I have, um, I have coffee to drink at the moment. Uh, however, no idea, um, no idea if we're going to have anybody on the show besides myself at the moment. But like I said, I may, I may put the, uh, the host link out there for folks. I know that uh, we've got two people watching at the moment. So thank you. Uh, however, if you'd like to, uh, suggest, I do still have three beers left out of the collection. See? So if anybody wants to, uh, make a suggestion for me as to what I should try out this week, we have the caramel Porter. We have the Great Lakes Dortmunder Gold Lager. And we have the Brooklyn Pilsner. So there we go. So there we go. Uh, the, uh, the Caramel, the Dortmunder, and the Pilsner. I guess we'll figure it from there. And uh, I'll just set that aside. And we'll figure out uh, what I will try out, if anything, tonight. I don't know. We'll see. So, uh, the idea t that tonight was going to be pretty much a free-for-all to see who would come up with whatever, you know, th that was kind of the idea because there were a number of things that were happening over the last week or two. And as we know for well, uh, not happy, really not happy, but you know, we, we see what happens with it all. And Joe just popped back in, and I'm guessing he has no audio still. Yeah, full reboot and nothing happened at this point. <laughs> Sorry, man. Oh, that's right. He can't hear me. Mike mm. still works, though. So here's that. Smile. Anyway. So let me at least uh, get rolling with everything. Uh, as we know for well, normally I'd go ahead and uh, check in with Heretic Woman, who is obviously not here. We don't have any new information on Rafe Badawi, unfortunately, as usual. So is what it is as usual, sadly. So I have the as of the recording of tonight's show, this is now five years, eight months, ten days since Rafe Badawi was unjustly incarcerated for thought crime. Our hopes and our thoughts are still with you and your family. We're still open. So let's um, let's start off with the elephant in the room, because um, you know how uh, how can we not? Billy Graham's dead. Dead as a doornail. Dead as a church mouse. I think. I don't know. However it's supposed to go. And as many have already said, 
Good riddance. Good riddance. You know, uh, I am going to screw up the quote, but Mark Twain basically said that he would not want, he would not wish death or unhealth on anyone, but had read several obituaries that made him happy. Again, I'm completely butchering the quote, and I know it, but whatever. It'll be what it'll be. Billy Graham uh, long exceeded his relevance because he was one of the people that was incredibly... Incredibly relevant is probably the only way of putting it for pushing the right-wing Christian agenda here in the United States and influenced groups around the world because of it. And truth be told, I tried to look up a little bit of information, and honestly, I really don't understand why. I Now, granted, I did not live through the vast majority of, you know, his, his pickup with power and influence and such, so I have no idea why he ended up with the power and the influence that he had. I mean... To me, it's kind of like Tom Arnold. He's famous because he's famous. Some people understand that reference, and those of you that remember Tom Arnold, <laughs> sorry. Uh, Trippin is asking, are they still planning on dragging his ass to Washington? Uh, yeah. Yeah, as a matter of fact, that's uh, that's the word. And if you, were, uh, if you were following him over on Facebook, Dave motherfucking Foda, Yes, that's that's his actual legitimate full. Actually, I think we're going to see about putting a legal fund together so we can legally change his name. Uh, streamed over on Facebook for a little while that the motorcade was behind him at one point on a highway. So, you know, go that. Uh, speaking of uh, people pissing off Dave motherfucking photo, Bridget, hi. Hi. How the hell are you doing tonight? <laughs> Well, it's been an interesting Saturday night um, between flash flood warnings and really strong storms and losing electricity for several hours. Just, yeah, a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I let everybody know about that one. And yeah, I'm, everything's in seriousness. Everything's okay out by you for the time being, at least? Uh, for the time being. I do have a friend that lives about 18 miles south of me that ended up having to evacuate me of all of her stuff. and. Uh, she and the girls are safe, but rather stressed out at the moment. Can't imagine why, you know, I mean, the <laughs> idea of having the possibility of your house suddenly relocated one county over. Yeah, that'll kind of do that to you, I think. It, it will. And they, uh, the authorities down there let them know that it's going to be, you know, like one of these 200 year floods and, and that people really did need to leave. So, yeah, it's yeah. pretty bad. 200-year flood, yeah, for the second time in 50 years, right? Uh-huh. Or second time in 10 years. I mean, it's just, it's ridiculous. Wait, I, I was I was joking around. Was it really one um, of those? They've been having 100-year floods, 200-year floods. <laughs> yeah, regularly every few years, it's ridiculous. Lovely. But climate change is not real. So no. it's cold. No, I mean we can we can believe in micro climate changes, but macro climate changes is a completely different animal. You know that. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah so we will uh we'll see so thanks for that uh, thanks for sh- as you can probably imagine things are um things are running uh forgive the pun swimmingly over here right now as you can probably <laughs> tell yeah hi joseph and is joseph having problems with his sound yeah uh, still yeah he's uh we found some information that should have helped but at the moment still not still not working not quite sure what in the hell is going on uh so he's he's trying he's giving it the omen's effort and if you know if he starts hearing us he'll just pop right in and go yo i'm here and if not don't know we'll we'll have to wait and see so uh, since I was just mentioning about uh, Dave, did you did you see him uh, his brief stream over there on uh, on Facebook that uh, the motorcade for the dead corpse of the month is going through his neck of the woods? I did not. Yeah, he was who, who's um, this poor Billy Graham or who? Yeah, exactly uh, right. That son of a bitch. Uh, and and why am I going ahead and disrespecting that motherfucker? Do you think? Because he deserves it. <laughs> anybody does he does yeah it's true that's true you know it's it's one of those times i can actually call him a motherfucker and it's not his name so dave you're off the hook and uh, billy um i believe i got i got a i've got a i got a picture i've got a picture and i just gotta put it up on screen give me a second because it's worth it i gotta find it and uh, it's further confirmation that I do not need to be living where I'm living. I need to get the hell out of here. Uh, a couple of people at work were lamenting his his uh, death and how you know bereaved and upset that they are. And he was such a wonderful man. And blah blah blah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep. So uh, yeah, here's uh, here's here's the one I want to go ahead and uh, throw out there for uh, for folks. <laughs> I like that. That's cute. Yes, for those of you that are uh, uh, listening to the podcast and uh, not not knowing it, uh, it it is a uh, it is an animated GIF of uh, of Fluttershy from the current My Little Pony series, who is very very unhappy, who is yelling at someone, and it says, "If I had fingers, I'd be showing you one." <laughs> It's it it's it's one of those beautiful ones. Yes, I'm a brony. Shut up. It's I I have I have my things, and and I ain't hurt nobody. So you know what? You don't like it? I will show you. I will show you the door, or a hoof, or something. I don't I don't know. It doesn't really much matter. My daughter and likes my, to cosplay Shutterfly. By the way. Um. <laughs> Hold on. Did did you just say she likes to cosplay as Shutterfly? Yes. Flutter shy. Flutter shy. Whatever. Flutter. I'm not awake yet. <laughs> you want you want some of my coffee? It's good. Yes. Yes. It's a good call. So, uh, <laughs> oh, and by the way, Devin. Hi. Thanks. Uh, if he's going to heaven, why be sad? Do they not believe what they say that they believe? You know what, Devin. We've been asking ourselves the same damned question for a long time. Bridget, go ahead. Tell them. Tell them why they're sad when they should be happy for him. Go ahead. Tell them. Go ahead and tell them. Go ahead. Is it because you know he's, is, is he's going to hell? Uh, it's because they really don't believe. 
There you go. That's the one that we're looking for. You know full well. Which is really interesting. I did a stint as a hospice respite person back in the 90s. And it's really odd that the people who are most religious struggle the hardest with dying. And I'm thinking, okay, if you think that you're going to heaven and things are going to be wonderful, why are you fighting against it so hard? Why are you so afraid? Yep. Um, I forget when the hell it was, but wasn't there uh, the inaction of, uh, in the Catholic Church about uh, uh, about suicide? Wasn't that supposed to prevent, supposed to be to tell people to not kill themselves because we can't get money out of you if you die now, even though you might go to heaven and set that whole, you know, unredeemable sin thing? Yeah, pretty much. It's all a racket. We know that. Yeah, we do. And dead parishioners cannot pay. No, no, they cannot. So we will see. Uh, so I was just telling, uh, I was just telling the guys uh, a while ago that what I still have in the uh, in the beer collection, and uh, I do have, I do have one vote so far. So we'll see uh, where this goes. Where we, what we have still left over at this point is the caramel porter. We have the. Dortbunder Gold Lager and the Brooklyn Pilsner. So that's what is left from uh, from last week. Hmm. Uh, now, uh, just to uh, make sure that we're all on board on this one, Trippin had suggested that I go with the caramel to get that done and over with. Yeah, uh, because you probably then, won't taste the caramel in it anyway. So, well, considering that you know the. Uh, the Java one, yeah, um, yeah, Not no so coffee much. taste, yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, we will see. Um, but uh, Trippin had said uh, get the caramel done and over with. But after last week, try the Boston. So I don't know. Um, so Save Brooklyn yeah, for last, just because my hometown, right? Oh, uh, well, it's my birthplace. Okay, we'll, we'll get that. Um, Brooklyn and Detroit are supposed to be pretty good brews. Don't know. You know, we, we'll see. Um, so the uh, uh, the caramel. Yeah. Is that the caramel? That's caramel. Caramel porter. So the question is: Is this a twist off? I don't even know. That's what teeth are for. No, I did not say that. I'm kidding. I would never, never advocate using teeth on a beer bottle. But you just did. I was you sick I was rent- being facetious. I was being facetious. Fuck me, man. Oh, by the way, last week's show. Mm-hmm. You know what I found out after last week's show? What'd you find out? I found out that a liter of wine is not a good idea. <laughs> Were you hungover? No. You went back and listened to the show. Uh the end of the show, yes. And uh, like I told everybody, uh, I am very self-conscious about the lisp that I've always had. I've known it's been there, but I try very hard to, you know, be careful about it. Mm-hmm. I was not aware in the moment that the lisp had really come out a lot. I was cognizant that I was getting uh, very thankful to folks at at the very end, which normally would not be that much but i realized as 
at, like right after it came out of me. Oh, that's the alcohol. Okay, okay, roll it back, roll it back, chill out. And I turned off the set and I closed down my thing and I went straight upstairs and I spent a lot of time in the shower because um kind of needed to. It was it was the safest bet. <laughs> yeah. So anyway. Uh so let's see. Puzzled on what type of starter would think of adding caramel to beer. Um well, don't forget, I mean, caramel is basically toasted sugar, for lack of a better way of putting it. I mean, yeah, there's there's other stuff that's added to it, but it's still it's still sugar. I mean, it's whatever. So um, it has not been opened. I will not do that. So let's see. Is it a twist? Let's, uh, let's try this again, preferably without ripping up my fingers. Ooh, it's turning. It's it's turning, but it's not removing. That's not a good sign. Um, oh shit! No, it's not coming off. Oh, that's not a good. Oh man, seriously? No, it's not a twist. Oh, fuck! And of course, I don't have the damn thing with me. God damn it! All right, I'll, I'll, I'll figure something out. All right, fine, whatever. So uh, the I, I basically had said that I was going to just kind of leave the the topics up and out because uh, there was stuff that uh, there was a lot of stuff that ended up happening that you know I didn't know what in the hell to pick if anything. Yeah. Uh, I, I really didn't want to go all uh, Second Amendment meta research. I didn't want to go into guns and and all that stuff. I didn't want to go into NRA. I didn't want to go into, you know, teach the kids and let them lead the way. I didn't want to go through so many things that are going on right now. But mm, um, that's a pity you know, because. I'm I'm pissed off at the way that people are doing the kids. You know what? I th- I I'm think like, that's how dare they? I mean, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, people being like, "Well, children should not be making policy," and it's like, "Well, if the adults are gonna fail them like this and not do anything, who's supposed to do it?" Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. I'm using a I'm trying to use a wrench that I've got in the <laughs> office. <laughs> don't give me shit oh, move the camera over to me for a second over here okay the wrench that I have in the office this is the one that fits the cat uh, uh, the cat all of a sudden English just became my third language I haven't had a drop of alcohol today. this is the thing that fits the uh, uh, the F connector on my cable going into the uh, uh, the modem which is over on this side over here. You guys who are listening, you have no idea which way I'm pointing. Just trust me, I'm pointing over that way. Okay? Makes perfect sense. Trust me. But, um, you know, I, I've got this thing. So here, here's uh, here's the thing that's um, kind of still on my on my mind. Something that I was taught one of, one of my uh, one of my grade school classes one of the teachers, and I, I couldn't tell you when this was or which teacher it was, had 
said to my class and reminding you that my high school graduating class was class of 1987. So I'm 39 years old this year because my birthday's coming up next month. Thanks. Um, the, the teacher had told us that we, my generation, was going to be the first stewards, very clearly had said, the first stewards of the 21st century. Reminding you that my age bracket now is fast approaching 50 years old. Mm-hmm. 39 years of a clip. The. I'm going to say this in a way that I really don't like, but. Um, in a way, I kind of feel like. We've failed on that angle. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's, 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 it's disheartening in a lot of ways, but most especially because as I'd said a couple of weeks ago, what is the, what is the major age bracket for the people who are in Congress and Senate? And they are quite a ways up there. Yeah, there are people who've been there. For, I'm sorry. Baby boomers, mostly. Yeah, and very specifically, still the baby boomers mm-hmm. holding on to those jobs like nobody's business. And somehow, I kind of get the funny feeling that if we had had the opportunities, if we had pushed more, if we had not waited we could have made so much more progress than where we are right now and i really wonder if that's something that should be laid at my generation's feet because look at what these kids are doing right now man seriously those kids in florida wow um you know let's 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 dabble on this for just a second you like uh, you like barbecue, don't you? Yeah, yeah, barbecue ribs, barbecue, you know, whatever. Um, so when they roasted Marco Rubio, how delicious <laughs> was that? <laughs> that was quite delicious, and he deserves it for multiple reasons. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, don't mind I, me; I'm, I'm still working this thing over. Cause I'm, well, I'm going to open this goddamn thing. I mean, another thing that I'm really struggling with on this is uh you know donald trump i actually had to say his name i feel so dirty um it's always calling 45 i just can't say the name Um, i'm I'm with you you know he he proposes uh raising age limits on you know ar-15s and all of a sudden the nra loses their shit and i'm like you know why are you losing your shit because (laughs) children should not be able to buy these things there should be age limits i mean actually they shouldn't be available to people at all other than people in the military but that's just you know, well, my opinion oh, oh okay and you know what we will skirt through that in a couple of minutes yeah but I, what is wrong with putting an age limit on it i mean that makes sense 
And these people are just hell bent against having anybody make any kind of regulation. They would get rid of all regulations if they could. And I'm like, what is wrong with you people? Just why? Is it money? Yeah. Is it greed? Is it power? What is it? Uh, I think it's a little bit of all of the above. I w- hey, I got that sucker to actually pop open now. It took me to use an extra screwdriver, but you know what? That's fine. Got it done. Anyway. Yeah, yeah, it did. All right. So, um, so uh, dig this. Is a- Good week. So the um, one of the Facebook things that I sort of got involved with, nobody's responded directly to me. Somebody was talking about the the boycotts of of sorts that are starting to happen now, mm-hmm. where companies that have had uh, preferential treatment for those that were NRA members are no longer continuing those associations yeah and one person had gone ahead and was complaining about you know well look at what's going to happen with all these people with with all this money that they're going to uh we nra people going to boycott these companies and with five million of us you know we'll see you know we'll see what the hell happens and i thought about it for a second i'm like wait a minute five million okay let's let's take your word for a second because just for a second. So I went and I did a little bit of math and I, I typed it. I actually typed it in the reverse order of what I'm going to tell you, but it's going to be much more interesting. NRA membership over 5 million as stated last general election voter turnout, 140 million. And then I put the link to a YouTube video from CNC Music Factory, things that make you go, hmm. So you five million people up against, let you know what? Let's let's say seven. Let's let's say seven million up against one hundred and forty. You go right ahead, and we'll see how that plays out. But that's just me. Um. You know, um, I wasn't going to hit this point, but uh, Trippin's kind of Trippin's kind of pushing uh, pushing into this one, and yeah, we uh, we can't we can't ignore that piece either. And reminding you that uh, Trippin at this point was using the Cantor Caps Lock voice for part of this. Some people get that joke. Four fucking police officers stayed outside playing Rochambeau. Now, to be fair, they didn't play Rochambeau, but they stayed outside of the school when all that crap was happening. He continues, like teachers need weapons. Um, yeah. Let's, uh, let me, uh, let me pose this over to you because I had, uh, I had basically said this on several occasions and it's kind of big, be- it's kind of become part of my mantra. Item one is my kid's school should not turn into a fortified bunker like Beirut. Right. You remember those images when we were kids? Mm-hmm. And the other one, 
and this is probably the biggest one, and I want your honest opinion on this. You're trying to say, in all seriousness, that you want to ask or compel a teacher to put a bullet in the brain of a student. I want your honest opinion thinking about it in those terms. No. Because that's exactly what 45 was specifically advocating for. Mm-hmm. Well, not only advocating, he was offering bonuses to teachers who were willing to, you know, carry. <sighs> that's yep. just so wrong on so many levels. And one thing that I find interesting is some of these same people are all afraid of, um, you know, the deep state and a police state and martial law and all this other stuff. And they're creating the very thing that they say they fear the most. And they're doing it willingly. Yeah. Uh, Trippin is, uh, is continuing to go in through here and thank you. Keep, keep typing, man. Don't worry about it. No, no. Teachers have too much to deal with as it is trying to stay sane, which is exactly what you're saying. And as somebody who wanted to be a teacher once upon a time ago, um, I don't, I don't understand it. I don't, I don't get it. Why not take the money and give the teachers what they really need, like smaller classroom sizes and, um, you know, more staff to handle you know, mental health issues, give them counselors, you know, give them tools that will actually do some good that they need. Yeah. I mean, uh, you, you, you know how often I'd love to go back to uh, the, uh, you know, the uh, millet federal military spending budget over here in the U S and how much money that could go to so much more better things. And there's a reason why I'm, I'm, glomming onto that again because that kind of comes back to a whole damn thing and uh stephanie yeah hi thanks and uh yeah stephanie's pointing out and correctly so three teachers died protecting their students um i i do not know if it is true or not i did not get the check i did not get the chance to check the veracity on it but there is a picture that's circulating on facebook which is where i saw it where According to this picture and and exchange, again, I do not know if it's true or not. The the teacher supposedly was um, in a wheelchair and had to think about this and told her students, if anything should happen, you run, you get away, and you don't worry about me. And the students basically answered back, we've already discussed this. And we will carry you. Like I said, I have no idea if this one is true or not. But the way things are right now, I would not be at all surprised if there was some level of truth to that one. You know, we we've got to we've got to worry about this happening with kids now. You know, years are out of school. You, yeah. I, I mean, you, you and I, when we went to school, it was uh, fire drills, mm-hmm. and it was basically air raid drills. Although they didn't call it that, you got. I'm, I'm sure. Well, you and tornado drills, and yeah, 
Yeah, well, for for yeah, for where you were, tornado drills. Uh, where I was on Long Island, you know, there was there was no weather related drills because well, what did we have? Hurricanes. Well, yeah, uh, we're, we're normal for us. You know, no big thing. Um. This is just not something we were ever prepared for, and it no. and just it was unimaginable. And the the piece that really got me this week was seeing the uh, dad down in Florida, uh, you know, the dad of one of the students who survived, and thinking, you know, I was not prepared to have this discussion with my son. Um, you know, his dad was in Las Vegas and survived that mass shooting at the music festival and then for his son to also survive a mass shooting you know in another state and it's just that really hit me hard that you know two family members in two different incidents seeing that it's become too common and you know there's um there's the argument that's been made as far as to what should be done, what could be done, what would be legal to be done. Joey, did I see you correctly? Did I read your lips correctly? I think so. <gasps> it works. You are back. Welcome. Yes. Um. Wait, you is it Frank? Ah, wait playing through my speakers that's okay that's uh, okay hold, hold the, the fact is we, we don't have any echo so it's okay uh, if it's working don't fuck with it <laughs> it works yes it's fully working i had to do a complete fresh uh reinstall of my browser and i am not using google you're you you decided firefox Yes. However, it's apparently a different version of Firefox than commonly used. It's like Firefox support ESR or something. I don't know. You know what? I, I don't. We so, got it back. That's great. Congratulations. It's good to have you back. I have no idea what the hell. Don't know. Chrome's problem is, but for whatever reason, it ain't working. Yeah, that's okay. Um, so Trippin is uh, basically saying, "Joseph, good to hear you." No, it's Joey. Finally, good close. Yeah, really. You could you watch the fucking language? God, the fuck is wrong with you? Hell no. Because uh, for how many weeks has it been? That's that true. I have that's tried true. to get in on this and try nope. to participate, and 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 you missed out on last week because you know every hundred, every single damn time. And and welcome back. By the way, uh, yes, the caramel. Uh yeah, no caramel taste. It's I'm beer. shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah, yeah, me too. Okay, so um, here's the um, here's the uh, the piece that um, we kind of have to uh, we kind of have to deal with. And I really didn't want to do this one, but you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and do this. One. Fucking comma. All this bullshit 
that we've been dealing with over the last 70 years, the changeover and the attitude on the Second Amendment over the last 70 years is because of one fucking comma. No lie. The comma is just a pause to get your breath. Yeah, bullshit. Now, see, here's the problem. For those of you that, uh, you know, let me, let me let me pull it up really quickly so that I can read it verbatim. Um, <clears throat> where is the... Okay, Second Amendment to the United States Constitution reads as follows, and I quote, A well-regulated militia... Let me, all right, hold on a second. A well-regulated, capital M, militia, comma, being necessary to the security of a free, capital S, state, comma, the right of the people to bear, uh, the right of the people to keep and bear arms, capital A, arms, comma, shall not be infringed. Full stop. Here's the problem. Who is it that's supposed to be well-regulated? Is it the people? Is it the military? Who's supposed to be the check and balance on whom? That's the problem. Because if it's supposed to be, the military is supposed to be kept in check by the public, well then, motherfucker, we got a problem. Because most of us do not have access to, uh, what's the uh, term that we, oh yes, drones with Hellfire missiles. True, but they only have so many of them. And the even though we have one of the largest militaries on the planet, um, compared to our overall population, they're very outnumbered. Now, yeah. this is going to this is going to sound crazy, but this is my take on it. I do believe that the intent of the Second Amendment is to ensure that should the government ever go rogue, it is the right of the people to bear arms in to protect themselves from said government. Now, why do I come to this conclusion? Because the people who wrote that goddamn piece of paper had just fought for four years against a tyrannical state militia. And to be clear, the British military at the time was the most fearsome force on the planet at the time. Um, they, they basically went in and they, they rocked everybody. Well, pretty you much, know, pretty much. They, 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 do you know what they called, uh, the czar of Russia? Um, was she the, the one with the horses or am I thinking of the wrong one? Well, pretty much all of them uh, bore this title at one point or another. Uh, the gendarme. 
which, which loosely translates to loosely, loosely translated the peacekeeper of Europe. Okay. Need, need an example? Napoleon was kicking the shit out of a lot of people across Europe. Then the Russians stepped in. Well, that's because they actually remember to pack some winter clothes. What the hell is it with you? You were going ahead and using the fuck this, fuck that, and all of a sudden you're cringing at at at, at I'm, I'm, I'm trying shit to ass and what? Well, I'm, being that this is not a Power of Ten show, I was attempting to clean up my language. Whatever. Whatever. It's it's just us. It's not like it's a couple of million people listening. Uh, it's not, is it? No. I don't think we get that kind of rating. Yeah, I don't. I don't. I don't think so either. Yeah. Anyway, uh, let's see that um, Stephanie is reminding uh, as far as to the the uh, the Wyme's that were over here on uh, military duty, uh, not the ones in the U.S. We did not send our best troops. Yeah, I know. Your best troops were the ones that were uh, incarcerated over in Queensland. Uh, Trippin, then why the hell Ouch. Then why the hell are we letting Russians in the U.S.? Shit, Kalachnikovs are being made in Broward County. Yeah, unfortunately, well, yeah, th- we're, we're making a lot of, for example, a, a lot of people want to own a uh, semi-automatic civilian-style Kalachnikov. And they're being manufactured in the U.S. now because we haven't been importing from Russia in quite some time. Yeah, the way this is going, it might change, but that's a whole other thing for another show. <sighs> mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so here's here's the problem. If the purpose of the second was to keep the okay there are two ways that i have heard the second amendment's intent to be first of which is the one that you did which is the the people the civilian populace should be adequately armed to overthrow and i'm i'm, I'm putting air quotes around that word for a second here overthrow a and an illegitimate government. If if I may uh, just point out one thing, in the lang- in the language of the time in which this uh, document had been written, the word militia was used universally to refer to a organized military force. For now, this is in contrast to what people think of today as a militia, i.e. a posse. They use two specific words, the militia and the people. Okay. And no, go go ahead, finish off. Well, I was just going to say, the people has always been used in reference to the citizens of the country. That includes we the people, you know, the right of the people, all of that. Okay. And uh, Stephanie has also gone ahead and put the second one in there, 
which is the one that I tend to subscribe to. And Stephanie is putting it this way because it's it's pretty much right right in line with the the way that I have said it. Uh, Stephanie's saying, "quote I saw an interpretation of the second that was the militia." Forgive me, I'm, I'm putting inflection in here that is not written just to make it flow correctly. You guys know full well, I get super paranoid about making sure that I, I try to read it the way that it's written. But this is one of those times where I'm, I'm, I'm putting inflection just because I have to. Forgive me for that. I like to be super clear about this, super paranoid about this stuff. I saw an interpretation of the second that was the militia was the state's militia to stop federal forces from, sorry, to stop federal forces becoming a dictatorship. That is the interpretation that I have had. My rationale was this. At the time of the writing, the states, the individual states, the colonies turning into states, were their own mini countries for lack of a better way of putting it for a second. They, they were, well, specifically why they used the word state. They were sovereign states. Right. And the idea was that the United States federal umbrella, for, for again, for lack of a better way of putting it, was the overseeing body that collected each under its wings. Again, so to speak. And the idea being that each of the individual states would have their own, whether standing army or ad hoc army, as the case may be, so that they could protect themselves individually, or if necessary later, to mobilize and amass in conjunction with others to retake control from the overarching federal government level. Now, to that end, my idea, God, some people are going to have all kinds of shit to say about it. And you know what? Bring it on. To me, my idea about this would be weapons of war semi-automatic um, rifles, for instance, that can shoot 200 meters at a clip, no pun intended, and, you know, shoot through a helmet should not be out in civilian, in the civilian populace, in civilian hands, in civilian houses, regardless of the method of holding on to them. My belief is that there should be, in each county, at least one place where the state has a storehouse, a barracks of its own running, properly maintained, properly logging every last thing. And if you want to have access to a weapon, you go in, the same as if it were going into the army. You go in, you get tested, you get retested, you get checked out, up, down, left, right, sideways, doesn't matter. But when all is said and done, if you prove that you have what it takes to be 
part of the state's militia, you have access to weapons to train at the barracks. If you want to take out a weapon for hunting purposes, you got to sign it out. You have to sign it in. You have to account for everything. And if there's a problem, you get your ass handed to you because um, it was your responsibility. Now, that's me. I am probably the person that a lot of gun right people will say, you're the one who wants to take my guns away. That's not exactly right. I want to move your guns. I want them out of the public. I want them in a place where if you want to get to them, you got to go through, you got to go through a lot in order to get to them. And in time of emergency, if there should be a military call up, everybody knows who's supposed to have a weapon, who is trained and knows what in the hell they're doing. Should the public have access to a hunting rifle, for instance, for, you know, single shot, bolt action, something like that? Severely regulated in the same kind of way? Suppose so. Should uh, should revolvers be uh, available? Probably, in I suppose so. You're also talking about, you know, Six, maybe seven shots, depending. But I'm also of the opinion that rifles are really semi-automatic weapons. Firearms are designed for one thing and one thing only. Killing a lot of things dead really quickly. Now, I know full well that I am now that I've put that out there, I will probably end up hearing about it later. <laughs> Sorry. That's my opinion. And it's predicated on the idea that my kid's school should not become, like I told Bridget, my kid's school should not become a bunker like Beirut. You know? So, And, and I do respect your opinion. Um, but under current law, we do have the right to bear, uh, to bear arms. And from the interpretation as I have, uh, seen it, I mean, basically th there are a number of things I can argue against, the whole idea of having a, you know, a centralized barracks with all the guns in there and, you know, you have to sign them out and all that stuff. There's a number of things I could go uh, with that, but I'm not going, I'm not going to uh, start that up tonight. Um, it's just that effectively, the idea of state militias is what we now refer to as the national guard. You have the, the Ohio national guard or the Ohio air national guard and 
so forth. Uh, we also have the reserves, which are not quite the same. But in the end, here's here's my issue with that interpretation about the whole, you know, National Guard being the point, is that the National Guard is under control of the federal government. Uh, well, hold, hold on a second. For, for example, well, hold, hold on a second, because I'm, I'm trying to remember about something um, there. By the way, Bridget, welcome back. Um the it was the crap i forgot who the hell it was the um little rock nine i think is who it was yeah yeah i know it birmingham uh, right okay so the um what had happened was the uh it was the 50s it was uh desegregation mm -hmm. uh i'm Forgive me, I'm, I'm giving everybody the cliff notes on this one. Uh, and the black kids were going to be into a white school, and the the local white populace was none too happy about it. And even the governor, I believe it was, basically, came, it was either the governor or the, the mayor, I forget which who, who it was, it basically was, came out and said he was just not having it either. Uh, it was the mayor. Okay. Uh, the governor is the one who stepped in and activated the National Guard to respond to that situation. And they escorted those students to their classes. Now, that is an example of a state of emergency that, you know, the state can call on its National Guard to do something. However, Good, good example is uh, is just in the last few, well, last decade where we've been, you know, working on things over in the Middle East, the federal government can seize control of National Guard units on a whim. That's why you saw throughout the entire global war on terrorism, the... Uh, the activation of National Guard units, reserve units, and the deployment of those units. Yep. So yep. in other words, if if the government ever did go crazy, so to speak, um, all they got to do is say, okay, you're uh, you guardsmen and reservists, you're now under federal control. And wh while, yeah, they the governor could just say, "Nope, we're we're seceding or whatever." Um, one state's national guard doesn't amount to much when compared to the total of the U.S. federal forces. Mm -hmm. Good point. And and that therein lies the the. The problem of the whole argument up, down, left, and right. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I've seen I've seen the meme that's been going around on Facebook too. I support the troops up until I have to put a bullet in one of their heads because they want to come after my guns. Have you seen that one? Well, I have not. But that's <sighs> see, 
back in the day, mm-hmm. to be fair, back in the day, the federal government didn't have, you know, automatic weapons. Everybody was pretty much on equal footing. Yeah. Uh, there wasn't much variation in terms of firearm. Uh, you, you might have a brown Bess or you might have a Kentucky long rifle. That's basically as varied as it gets. Yeah, it was, it was, like you said, it was a level playing field. Nowadays, nowadays with, uh, with the advances that we've made in firearms technology, you know, our military has state of the art gear. Now, do I agree that that same gear should be owned by civilians? No. I'm I'm sorry. I'm I'm just suddenly thinking of the um, uh, the glorified Vespa with a gun on it coming up against a Sherman tank. I'm sorry. I'm just yeah. He's referencing. <laughs> he's referencing a list of goofy ass military equipment that had actually been implemented. Uh, that we went over on a Friday show a few weeks back, and it was it was basically a Vespa with a with a gun strapped onto it. Yeah, to where the seat pad was on top of the chamber of the gun. It was actually a recoilless rifle. Oh yes, and and um, it was French. Yeah, it was France because they wanted to give their airborne troops uh mobile anti-tank and light artillery capability to which i say okay america was able to do that and we didn't have to use a vespa we just gave them man portable recoilless rifles oh and uh yes only because i forgive me i completely missed over uh td hi and um by the way uh folks this is the first time I'm doing this. I still have a little bit of uh, a little bit of this beard left. I'm not even going to bother. Seriously, it's here. You go. It's beer. So um, but as I was saying, do I think civilians should have, for example, rocket launchers or recoilless rifles or or hand sh- grenades or storm? Uh, <laughs> Or, uh, you know, machine guns. No, I don't. Um, but at the same time, I I have to point out that uh, we did not necessarily have an easy time in Afghanistan. And, yeah, they might have had a handful of advanced weapons, but for the most part, you know what they were using? Enfield rifles from the First World War. Bolt action. Because A, they could. B, that's what they had. And C, they probably did pretty much the same thing that the American Revolutionary Forces did. Guerrilla warfare. Yep. You know, they don't they don't they don't tell us that in school anymore, but that's exactly what it was. Now, with that in mind. Consider the words of Yamamoto. Wait, who? I believe it was Admiral Yamamoto. Ah, okay. Um, I would never invade the U.S. 
there would be a gun behind every blade of grass. Yeah, and see, it it there is some understanding and expectation of all that. And here's the here's the problem why I don't want to I really didn't want to do too deep a dive on this whole damn thing. We kind of have to. Any discussion of the Second Amendment has to go through the meta question. What is its actual purpose? What is it trying to accomplish? Too bad it was written some 200 and some odd years ago. Close enough. Too bad it was written so long ago that we can't ask any of the guys that wrote it. Then again, you know, they'd probably look at us funny because, you know, we're speaking modern English and uh, they'd probably have no clue what we were talking about. Yeah, to a certain degree. But one thing I do want before before we do jump off of the topic, which (laughs) I'm absolutely fine with, there is one thing I do want to point out. Even if the civilians are armed, granted, bolt-action rifles, maybe a semi-automatic rifle here and there, um, which is, for example, I hate to bring it up, but it is typically the bolt-action and the semi-automatic weapons that are used in these uh, mass shootings that we keep hearing about. But in terms of, oh, well, you know, if the government went rogue, you know, yeah, they've got semi-automatics and bolt actions and the government has, you know, rocket launchers and machine guns and yada, yada, yada. Even if you got numbers on your side, it's not going to be a fair fight. But here's the thing that I do want to point out. The majority of our military at any given time is stationed stateside. Fort Hood, Texas, Fort Benning, Georgia, uh, Fort Jackson, South Carolina, Fort Knox, Kentucky. They are surrounded by civilians on all sides. About the only time you're not is when you're at a naval port. And then you still only got three sides to work with. If it came push to shove... And, you know, federal government went rogue and ordered these these service members to fire on the population. You got to remember something. These are American citizens. Yeah, they're soldiers, but they're still American citizens. And they took an oath to defend the people of the United States, the citizenry. There might they might have family that are standing just beyond the gates and, you know, are with the rest of the free people of the United States. And do you honestly think that they're going to follow an order to open fire in that situation? Yeah, we've, we've talked about that before that, and, and Bridget, I know for well that you, you chimed in on it at the time too. You should not. You are legally obligated not to follow an illegal order. Yeah. And um, the sad part of it is, yeah, I can actually see the possibility of groups who have been 
basically I'm I'm trying really hard not to make this sound you know nefarious or, or you know Doctor Noish all of a sudden over here, but basically been um, conditioned is a bad word for it. I'm sorry, I I can't think of no. a better way of describing it. it. It is a it is the proper term though. Okay, that um, you follow the order, and it's not your responsibility because you're not the one who put out the order. But you have you are supposed to follow the order. Yeah. All I can say is in my in my experience, it takes a special kind of crazy to be able to willingly follow an order like that. I mean, we are talking apocalypse now level crazy. Um, and I will admit there are such crazy people in the military, because guess what? There's such crazy people in the general population. If you look at the military and the general population and you divvy them up into all their little groups, you're going to find the ratios are just about the same. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that one guy might fire off a round, but after that, the guy next to him is probably going to go ahead, knock his ass out, and take his gun. And, and hope. if it ever did come down to you know the government turning the federal government or state government turning tyrannical, all it's going to take is you know the realization that shit our post is completely surrounded by civilians who outnumber us, you know, a thousand to one. Uh, all that's going to happen is they're going to say, well, do I listen to the assholes who are telling me to pr- effectively screw over the idea of law in the United States? Or do I side with the people of the United States? Well, I hate to say that some of it is going to depend on their political affiliation, too. That, too. And but uh, I say that because I had someone who is on active duty in the Army that threatened to put a bullet in my brain because I was attending some of you know the Occupy Wall Street protests. And that was the only reason why he threatened me. But he said if he was given the order to fire on me, he would have no problem doing it. Well, that goes to that special kind of crazy again. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That. Okay. We're, we're going to kind of use. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't blame you. All right. Let me. Let me dovetail off of that for a second to kind of steer us a little bit different. I got into a discussion with somebody who tried to use the knife attack in China from 2014. I think is what it was. Um as their argument of that you know guns guns may kill people but people can get knives and kill people too <sighs> now i went ahead and i said okay let me do a little bit of research and i found it the i forget however many people it was but it, uh that were that were killed versus injured it was something like uh, 130 injured um, thirty something like that. Uh, that were that were killed. 
at the the Las Vegas shooting? No, no. Uh, it was uh, 2014 China. Uh, it was oh. a, it was a knife attack. Yeah. And here's here's what I ended up finding out. It was eight people, six men, two women, with knives, in a coordinated terrorist attack with a terrorist separatist organization at 9.30 p.m. in a train station. And per person on average, per person on average, they killed 4.75 people as an average. And I had to point out, one kid with one gun killed how many was it per person the kid with a gun killed three times more people with effectively no real game plan and then he gave me shit because i was saying well i don't think they exactly didn't have a game plan he went ahead he came in he pulled the fire alarm everybody came in and he started shooting it's like okay you got to quibble over um me saying that he didn't have a game plan versus he did okay okay Fine. A coordinated group who were politically motivated went ahead into a high target environment and got less than five people apiece. And one kid was three times better at killing people than them. Well, now, I didn't say it, but I really wanted to go. Where is your God now? <laughs> but uh, he, but here, here's here's the thing. This person continued to argue with me, brought in a whole bunch of other things to try and steer away from and add different pieces of the whole damn thing, and brought in the fact that they went to a party one time. They are a carry license owner. They had an encounter with somebody who did not appreciate that. Forgive me. Okay, I, I'm telling you right up, right up now. I'm probably going to get some shit for having said it this way, but I'm sorry. It, them's the, them's the breaks, folks. Dem faggots on the road with me. All right, you get the idea. <laughs> and this person went ahead that was arguing with me and basically said, "I regret that I did not have my gun with me, because if I had, I would have gotten to shoot." this piece of garbage, their word garbage, because this was attempted vehicular homicide. I pointed out, if you volunteered this information and said that this person was, quote, human garbage, you've now relegated them to being less than human, less than worthy, and that in and of itself should be reason enough for you not to carry, to want to take your gun and not carry it. Because if you are supposedly a responsible and well-trained gun owner and theoretically user, you are supposed to keep your weapon as an absolute last effort because you don't get a second chance at bringing somebody back from the dead if you kill them. And more importantly, 
What is the first rule of fighting? Never fight angry because you screw up. And they did not like this line of reasoning at all. I was going to screen cap it. I was seriously, I was going to screen cap the whole thing and put it into uh, HCTV on Facebook. They already deleted the whole damn thing. So I have nothing except my word on what happened. But seriously, if, if, if you in a stressful situation get mad and, and who doesn't, that's one thing. But after the fact to say that you would put a bullet into somebody into their head, did say it, did admit to it. And this is a long time later and you're still angry at this person and willing to call them human garbage. I'm sorry, but the meta part of my brain suddenly perks up and goes, uh, excuse me, the, the point of order here, your honor. Um, I don't know which of you wants to go ahead and, and uh, play with that one a little bit. Uh, Bridget, you, you might have something to say on this one because, well, you know, hormones and adrenaline and all that happy horse shit, it's much more your area of expertise, technically. But, uh, well, yeah, if people are doing things in anger in the heat of the moment, they get sloppy. They're not as careful. And, uh, yeah, that would make for a worse, more dangerous situation. You see, the military and the police force share something in common. We have something called escalation of force. Okay. It, it's not, uh, I mean, it's still important to the military, but um, it's not as restricted as it is for the police force because war is hell. But in terms of the police force, they are limited in their uh, in their reaction by the uh, by the uh, escalation of force. They are only allowed to use lethal force, i.e., firearms. When there is a clear and present danger to the life of a civilian, a fellow, or a fellow officer. One of the biggest problems that we got with that, though, as we've seen, is that gets real funky and fuzzy real fast, unfortunately. Well, but go that, on. that's another thing is what a lot of people don't realize even if you are a civilian who owns a firearm, you too also are subject by law to the escalation of force. That's why a lot of states, before they'll let you have a conceal and carry permit, they will they put you or they tell you you have to attend a class. Which is exactly what happened to me when I uh, when I applied in Ohio. I ended up going to take a class. Now, did I, did I, if person, did I myself need the class? Probably not, because, you know, everything that the class went over, I had already been over for several years in the military. But uh, the same rules generally apply. 
Now it differ it differs by state because you know Texas has a rather loose interpretation of the castle law. The whole idea of you step foot on my property, I'm gonna shoot you. That one, okay. But most states, you you do not get to fire on a trespasser. You don't even get to fire on a robber. Uh, it is only in a situation where they they pose a reasonable danger to the life of a person that you are allowed to use deadly force. And you have to be very careful with that because in cases such as, you know, the way I understand it from Ohio, if, if you feel deadly force is necessary, you better shoot to kill. Yeah. Because if you just wound them and yeah, uh, yeah pretty much. Yeah, just so that everybody heard it properly, Bridget, what was it that you said? They'll sue you. Yeah. Um, I want to make sure that uh, folks are really clear about this. <coughs> My father was a cop for over 30 years back on Long Island. He was fortunate in that he from what I understood, only ever had to draw his weapon twice in service, which is, um, when you consider it, a really good track record. When you train to shoot, you are typically, um, you are typically aiming at very specific points on the silhouette that they put up on the on the range for you to qualify. You're going for a headshot, generally speaking. And there's one really, really um, scary reason why. You can't put Kevlar on somebody's face. Well, you can, but it's not very easy. Unless your name is Deadshot, in which case, you know, that's a whole other thing. But, uh... One thing I did want to touch on is, yeah, Bridget brings up a a good point that, you know, if somehow the legal system screws up and, you know, this person gets out, they sue you for damages. As, for example, you shoot them in the leg and it breaks their leg or something. But the the main thing is... And and don't shake your head because there have been people who have won won lawsuits for like you know breaking into somebody's house and falling on the knife tray and no no no, no. I I will I I will finish your thing I'll tell you why I'm shaking my head because uh, it's not uh, what you think but the point but the thing that I was trying to get to is if you deem lethal force necessary you have to use lethal force because if you just shoot them in the leg. Yeah, it might stop them. It might bring them down, but it also causes something that is a rather uh, sore issue when it comes to the justice system. Undue pain and suffering. That's uh, why we use rather quick means for executions. We don't you know, draw and quarter people. 
So here's the uh, here's the reason why I was uh, shaking my head, um, Bridget. I kind of need your help on this one. From the um, from the hip to the knee, how many bones are there? Ask me off the top of my head. Oh my god, uh, bones! The You're a medical person. Hip to the knee. There's one, two. <laughs> <laughs> Big bones, right through the right through the middle of all that muscle. Is it one or is it two? It's two. Here's the reason why I was shaking my head and and whatnot, and this is why I'm I'm putting you on the spot. Let's say somebody's got a 38 special because that's what they got. And you get hit in your femur. <laughs> What happens when that femur shatters? Yeah. Well, uh, it has to be reconstructed if they can reconstruct it, which, yeah. So uh, pain, uh, suffering, uh, bone what? chips shattered all over inside of the muscle. The, um, the uh, marrow itself uh, damaged, possibly beyond repair. Although that could be theoretically reconstructed, but that's a whole other thing these days. Um, and very likely the possibility of hitting uh, hitting a blood vessel that could uh, have you spill out blood at an alarming rate. No? Well, if they hit you in the artery, you, know, you could bleed to death. And femoral, art, yeah. femoral, femoral artery. Femoral artery, you got about 30 seconds to a minute to get it under control or you're screwed. And um, for those of you that were over there in the uh, uh, in the live chat, when uh, I mentioned about um, that uh, bring them back item, yeah, if if you're shooting as theoretically you're supposed to, and please forgive me for having said that without vomiting into my own throat, um, that's it, game over, They're done, gone. And even worse, if you were supposed to use lethal force, because that's what your excuse was, and you missed, ne never mind you hit them somewhere that was non-vital, okay? You missed. Well, now comes the problem where you've got to deal with the legal set that says that was an illegal discharge because you were uncontrolled. Can somebody make that argument and make it stick? Somebody has. Yeah. yeah. And honestly, if you are that bad of a shot, you probably shouldn't have a firearm as your go-to for self-defense. Yeah, that's, you know, that's that's another one I'm sick and tired of hearing about. The the anecdotal story about uh, somebody who was uh, on you know had an order of protection from uh, a husband that they were estranged from, and if they had been allowed to keep a, a gun on them, they would have they would have not been shot by the guy when he broke into the place that they were staying at. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna not so much. No, not so much. And on top of that one, I'm gonna go with the whole: Is somebody gonna keep their gun with them on their hip, twenty four seven? I'm guessing most people um, take even it take sleep their, and stuff. <laughs> or you know what? It, ubiquitously, 
we've we've got our phones. Uh, some of us have got phones, and it's it's a mini computer or whatever. I don't keep this on my hip all the time. I put it down. Sometimes I leave it in the kitchen. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes I have to log into Chrome to tell it to turn itself on so I can find it because I forgot where the hell. Oh, that's right. It's on the bed and I forgot this where <laughs> it, it's a phone. It, it's my alarm clock. Leave me alone. Don't give me shit. Fuck y'all. But I mean, <sighs> you know what? Hold on a second. Because uh, Devin put a, a Devin put a word out there that I think is probably one of the things to wrap all this stuff together with, and to get specifically off of citizenry with weapons. Devin had said, uh, "In my opinion," and reminding everybody, this is opinion. We're no legal scholars anywhere along the board. Police need more de-escalation training than they get, so they don't go for their guns as often. When all you have is a hammer, as they say, everything looks like a nail. And forgive me for continuing that metaphor, you've hit the problem right on the head. We don't pay enough for emergency services that we have. We don't. As a general rule here in the United States, we try our damnedest to pay as little in taxes as possible. How can I how can I put that out there? School districts. School districts all over the country get supplemented theoretically with gambling, powerball, lotto. That money is supposed to go into the state funds for education. I would really like to find out what the numbers are on that kind of thing. Police forces are told to do more with less. I had always thought that the first couple of years, my dad rode with a partner in his car. Uh-uh. And he was a cop from... 68 or 69. So through the 70s, 80s, 90s, he was a single man car. Pretty much everybody in his district was a single man car. And that's to me ludicrous. It truly, scary. It, it's truly ludicrous. Because if you have single man cars, when there's a call out to a place, You've got a lot more cars, and it looks like you got more people, and that's just that's just insane to me. Now, maybe I'm an idiot because you know I grew up on things like um, uh, Adam uh, Adam Twelve, where the guys had partners all the time. But why couldn't there be? Why couldn't we pay more for better training? for more people to be on the force, to be properly trained. And how many times have I mentioned training? Because that is one of the biggest things. Why can't there be more? They did it. They do it in Canada. They did it over there in Australia. We have so much money, supposedly. Why couldn't we just 
I don't know. Take a page from somebody else. I've done more than my fair share of talking tonight. Um, I'm done. You guys, whatever it is that you want to do with at this point, because I'm done. To be fair, I wasn't even here for half the damn show. You know what? I don't care, man. This is your opportunity to pick up the slack. It's about time. You know, I gave you a freaking raise and everything. (laughs) So a... Let's use okay, details. Details. You, no let's use the standard. Let's use the standard for the American workplace. So a fifteen percent raise at a base whoa, 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 rate. Whoa whoa, of, whoa, 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 Wait a minute. What do you mean a raise? You said oh, you gave me a raise. Yeah, yeah. I, I, so I, I, I a, a fifteen percent raise for a base rate of zero is what? Still zero. <laughs> I, you, you have my thoughts and prayers. How's that? Uh, I'd rather have thoughts and prayers. At least I'm um, thoughts and pears. At least you can eat them. That's a very strange dish. Bitter tots and uh, pears. I, I'll have to try that sometime. Last time I saw something like that, it was on a school menu. Yeah, that's a, that's a whole other thing. Don't get me started on the idea of the lunch lady pulling out a. <laughs> oh God, I just I just I just suddenly had the uh, the image in my head uh, over BJ's. I've seen this this plastic almost gun that's you're supposed to cram uh, snowballs into the thing and you pull it back almost like it's a Nerf launcher and it fires your fires your snowballs for you. I was just thinking, yeah, do that. You know, tater tots. <laughs> well, I, I was actually thinking meatballs, but yeah, sure. You know, same thing. <laughs> it's funny you should talk about a snowball launcher, considering the uh, story that I've recounted n- numerous times. Don't use high air pressure to fire a snowball, um, especially at unprotected skin, because, well, it, it, when you have frozen water, and uh, you apply a great amount of force to it, it develops a layer of super compacted uh, water that, oh, right, we refer to that as ice. Ice hurts. Ice that develops into a very thin layer on top of a rather squishy center can get really sharp. And when it's traveling at several hundred feet per second, it can produce some rather uh, unforeseen consequences. Yeah, this is now now starting to sound like uh, we need to arm ourselves by watching Mythbusters. That's what it sounds like. Oh, I can already do that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't. Hey, 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 hey. I've got, I've currently got probably about, I'll, I'll I'll say about five long guns, and probably about five handguns that I currently own. None of which are even loaded right now. Um, I I know I sometimes come off as the kind of crazy guy that sleeps with a gun next to his uh, next to his pillow, but. It is. 
And yes, some of you may be looking at that and thinking, is that a... That's shotgun. That is... Has... This is my granddad. Here, put the video on me for a second. Yes, this was my granddaddy's uh, 12 gauge shotgun with the plastic. Yes, plastic. We we kind of talked about this once a little while well, ago. Those those who know guns may be confused looking at that, thinking that it's a semi-automatic. It actually isn't. That's a straight pull mm -hmm. bolt, bolt action. There it is. We found that we found that out the hard way. Chew gave me the specs, and I went ahead and did all the research. Yep. You know what the fun part of it is? I'm pretty sure I've still got the uh, the key. I'm not <laughs> entirely certain. I hope so. Well, for the most part, my guns are all locked up. There is one gun that is not locked up, and that is my revolver. And it is it is not sitting in any conspicuous place, but it is something that I can quickly get a hold of and next to it I do have a speed loader for those of you who don't know about it a speed loader is a effectively a clip for a revolver you, you've got a little knob on it you put the six bullets into the speed loader turn the knob it locks them into place when you need it you go ahead, flick out the cylinder, put the uh, put the cartridges into the cylinder, turn the knob, it releases them into the cylinder, you're ready to go. Yep, my dad had uh, a number of those when he was still rocking with the uh, uh, with the 38 revolver. Service 38. Yep. Um, but yeah, I do keep that one accessible. In the event that, you know, somebody who may threaten danger to myself or my roommate ever manages to, you know, break into my apartment. Never had it happen, but rather be safe than sorry. But again, I'm talking about a revolver. It, effectively, the same revolver that your, your dad would have carried. The only difference being is mine can load 38 and it can load 357. Okay. You can put you can put 38 special into a 357 but you can't put 357 into a 38 special. If that makes sense. Wow, you Well, I'm sorry. I, I just I just had every bad dating nightmare go through my head right about now. I I really hope that that Came across cool. Uh, whatever. Anyway, uh, but to this day, I've never had to use it, and there has been one or two occasions where somebody has come into my apartment unwelcomed. That was a while ago, but I didn't feel the need to fire at them either. Generally, shouting was enough to get them to turn tail and run. Like the pants were on fire. That's good. Um, you, by the way, Bridge, uh, every you didn't uh, you muted yourself, but I didn't see anything as far as to what was going on. I'm just hoping everything's okay. Just put it right there. Um, 
seeing as how we're close to closing up, um, anything else that you want to drop in before I have to, you know, put Bridget on the spot, Joe? Because like I said, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, I, I really don't need to say anything else. Yeah. Um, if you feel that you... If you feel that you uh, have an issue where you may need to need to defend yourself in your own home, if you're going to use a firearm, please make sure you're proficient with it. If not, there's always the baseball bat. Good old American staple. Even if you don't play ball, I still think you should own a baseball bat. Me, I don't need to own a baseball bat because I've got a wrecking bar. You know, Shoo, um, Shoo, you've, yeah. seen, you've seen my wrecking bar before. I big, do believe that. I do believe that. So, yeah. The, the big, long green one. I think so. Yeah. That has to be turned diagonally to get put in my truck. It's, it's an old wrecking bar for removing tank tracks. And you, uh, and you thought your tire iron hurt. You, well, I, I fortunately don't have one. Uh, by the way, just for the record, um, have I ever fired Grandpa's shotgun? No. Two reasons. One, I don't have any ammo. So that, that works like that. So what I've got over here is a bludgeon. Okay, keep that in mind. Well, Two. There is something to note about. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, and two, my youngest brother, who was in the Air Force, has fired it before, a long time ago, and told me, if you're going to take it out to fire it, bring a set of vice grips, because you're going to need that in order to free up the friggin' bolt, because it's not in the greatest of shapes. So that's another reason. So for me, it's like, yeah, I would much rather do, you know, target practice with like, you know, a glorified BB gun, you know, a 22. I, I suppose the proper term would be step grandfather, but uh, I have my step grandfather's old 22. It's this, it's one of the tube fed semi-automatics. Have I fired it? Yes. Do I fire it anymore? No. Why? Because about, uh, about 50 years of Cosmoline, inside of it it's it's a preservative they use for guns that go into storage um has rendered it completely inoperable um to the point where even pulling the bolt back locking the bolt back loading it like it's a bolt action and then you know uh riding the bolt forward till it's seated properly i fire it it'll fire but it won't even eject the cartridge That doesn't sound good. No. But uh, there is something to note about your shotgun. It, even though it's locked, even though it's, uh, even though you have no ammunition for it, it's still a pretty damn good home defense item to have. Why? Because usually all somebody needs to hear is the very telltale ch-check. 
you immediately know it's a shotgun and you immediately know you're getting the hell out of there. You know, it's it, it's not quite going to have the sound that you think. I'll, I'll, I'll show you that in a second. Gra- granted, yours yours will sound a little differently, especially considering, uh, especially considering you're going to have to get you know like a piece of pipe, put it over the bolt, and just just stand on it to get it back. But yeah, your your typical pump action shotgun. Oh, you don't want to do that. You'll bend the barrel. At this point, I don't <laughs> just how old this thing is. I don't think it matters. Just butt stroke. I don't know that I can do that. Huh. You might have Probably. to. Pull, you, I might have to I, take the. It, it might have one of those sears inside where you have to pull it out like oh. a little bit. Yeah, there you so, go. Here it is. So video. There we go. So this is what a bolt-action shotgun, which, by the way, loads up underneath here. Remember those old ones? Yeah. The, it's, oh, yeah, for those of you that play Doom, that's what we're talking that, about. That's a tube magazine. There you go. So this this is what this sounds like. But even that is enough to make somebody think twice about breaking in. So I had to I had to, I had to push the bolt back in, otherwise it's not gonna figure out what the hell to do. Anyway. But especially for those of you who own a pump action shotgun, you don't even need to keep it loaded. Just that uh, be, just because the way it's designed, that that sound of just work in the action is enough to make most men think twice. What would hope? Unless your name is Ashy Slashy, it's a whole other thing for another time. Uh, uh, Brid- Bridget, you, you, your big opportunity over here. While I put this thing away. Um, about what would you whatever like to talk about? <laughs> you know, it, it, considering that I had to, I'm sorry. I'm, um, safely away, without without breaking through the floor because this thing is uh, monstrously heavy. Um, considering that tonight was supposed to be, you know, pretty much whatever the hell. Yeah. Anything that you want to finish off with, you know, feel free. Could be about this. Could be about anything. Could be could be picking on me from last week. I don't know. Well, my husband and I went out to dinner last night after work and uh, got into a discussion about just how sick our society has become and that this is a symptom of it. And it's horrifying to me. We don't know what to do with this as far as you know, wrapping our brains around just everything. So between having 45 where he is and NRA people being, you know, NRA people. And I don't even know what to say or think anymore. I don't know. And I keep wavering back and forth between uh, another day, another school shooting, oh boy, and being completely outraged and horrified. Yeah. I can uh, most assuredly understand that. And um, yeah, a society where you have to live in fear is no kind of society at all. And that's coming from fear from all sides. You know, people carry 
weapons because they're afraid something's going to happen to them. And people who don't carry them are afraid that the people with them are going to do something to them. And, and just so much fear. Yeah, funny enough, that was an argument that I made with somebody else one time, too. You know, people carry guns because of MAD, mutually assured destruction. You're not going to shoot me because I'm going to shoot you. What the hell kind of thing is that? It's not civil. There are... I agree that, you know, it's it's not ideal, but there are um there are ghosts in the idea of humanity. I mean for the longest time we we have lived in an existence of just fear. You know, fear being eaten by, you know, some random thing and all you've got to do to defend yourself with is a sharp stick and fear has been a defining factor of human action for pretty much the entirety of our history and yeah nowadays we kind of wish that we'd evolved past that but we haven't yet Really hope that we could. Yeah. And I was just going to say that shooting this probably looks really familiar. This is uh, my security six. And it's not what you would call high capacity, though I can still fire, fire it uh, as fast as I can pull the trigger. Six rounds. If I ain't hitting them in six rounds, I ain't hitting them. Yeah. But I don't keep it loaded. Nice and empty. First step this is very heavy for a handgun. So it is very easy for me to hold it like this and bludgeon if I need to. Secondly, why choose a revolver rather than say a semi-automatic for home defense? I know the answer to that one. For the same reason that I just gave him about the shotgun. Fairly loud action. And there's another piece to it. And um, I think this is a uh the very last couple of seconds because when all is said and done that simple tech it won't jam you will get all six shots assuming that a bullet doesn't misfire which is probably one of the scariest possibilities well you know for well the most dangerous munition is the one that doesn't explode when it's supposed to. You know that. Mm-hmm. Seen that happen many a time. Uh, see, I've seen somebody get a little carried away and uh, fire their uh, M249 uh, lightweight machine gun uh, 
for such a period that the barrel turned red hot, uh, superheated the chamber, and it kept firing long after they took their hands off it. That's scary. And then the, for those, then the barrel promptly melted. For those of you that are wondering, um, does that actually happen in quote unquote real life? Yeah, yeah, it used to in car engines. Once upon a time, you would have to worry about your car continuing to run a little bit after you turned it off because it still had stuff that would ignite because of heat and bad fuel performance and filters and such. Not the same thing. Unless, of course, you threw a rod, but that's a whole other story for another time. That's why, if you want reliability, drive a diesel. But no, no igniting uh, components. It ignites its stuff through uh, compression. But we'll get into uh, we'll get into Motorhead stuff another time. <laughs> the only thing that I want to uh, I want to say is just not exactly part and parcel of all this, but to uh, to make folks understand. We are not lawyers. We are not versed in constitutional law. We are not versed in the inner workings of the NRA or have any specific opinions other than this is what we think because of this is what we've been around and what we've observed and what we've thought about stuff. We are in no way making proclamations of what should or should not be. This is just the way that we view stuff. And we are going to recognize that you're all going to have your opinions on how people could see it. And that's okay. We're civil. We'll talk through. And we will continue to have a discussion. But we may disagree on a lot of pieces. But I'm pretty sure we can all pretty well agree. Kids shouldn't have to be ducking bullets when they're trying to do trigonometry. They may think otherwise, but we know that that's not such a great idea. As always, everybody, thank you very much for being with us for tonight. We hope that you found something worthwhile in all our perspectives and found something to think about through it all. All of you guys that are over there in the live chat, thank you guys for uh, making it down. I really do appreciate it. So, uh, Devin, Stephanie, uh, Trippin, and TD, I know you were there earlier. So, thank you guys for hanging out with us tonight. And, um, yeah, I'm very glad that we didn't have just me talking for two hours because, like I said, you know, yeah, I, I've I've done it before, but, well, really nobody wants that. I could have talked, but the problem is I can't – I wasn't able to hear you. And, yeah, I could have just loaded up the YouTube page and, you know, had the video running, but that's like a two-minute to whatever well, delay – it makes a conversation very difficult. Yeah, yeah I, I mentioned that earlier. That it plus it would have been a hell of a lot of bandwidth, and really nobody needs to be playing around with that. So, Joey, thank you for putting up with all this stuff, and and good job on you on getting everything finally solved out, man. Thank you. My frustration was great. 
However, uh, I, I, I am the gun owner. I'm a gun enthusiast. But I will tell you now, if mankind was at a point where we no longer needed them, I would happily beat my sword into a plowshare. Yep, and for the record, the only reason I've got mine is because it was Grandpa's. And like I said, I'm not entirely sure where the key is for that lock. And I know that I bought that lock. Trust me, I know I bought that lock. It, it Like I said, it'll, it'll make for a really nice bludgeon one day, I'm sure. And Bridget also... I'm glad you were able to make it and you know you you and everybody stay safe out there with all the all the water and everything you guys are dealing with. Yeah. I need to get a snorkel. <laughs> Come on, you know you know. I know what. <laughs> really? I thought I was bad at trying to pimp myself. Jesus, come on. Oh, you can find me on Facebook, Bridget Fitch. You can send me a friend request there. Or you can go check out my blog at BridgetFitch2112.wordpress.com. Now, uh, unfortunately, I don't have any information as far as to what's going to be happening for um, Beyond the Trailer Park. But, of course, you can check up on them at BeyondTheTrailerPark.com. They are typically recording and uh, doing their stuff over on Monday nights. Uh, check for times and, and stations and, and tune in your DVR or whatever the hell it is you kids are using these days. I don't care what I know. And of course, uh, Dallin, thank you very much for all that you end up doing. I can't wait to hear how he splices up last week's show. But um, yeah, uh, Dallin's, uh, Dallin's a good guy. Thank you, man, for all that you do. If you'd like to go ahead and find all of our social media links as well as contact information, take a swing over to holycrapthevlogcast.com. If you want to subscribe to the audio-only version podcast, you can do it from over there. By the way, it's not immediately apparent where the link is for that. So if you go looking on the webpage, you'll see subscribe to Holy Crap the Vlogcast, and you click on that link, and that actually brings you right back to the main page. There's a little... Uh, I don't know how to describe it, but the radio ring image that's there, that's the actual subscription link. I know. It, it's a thing. I'm trying to figure out how to work that better. Whatever the case, we'll figure it from there. If you'd like to leave a voicemail message for us, phone number is still 859-HCTV-554, 859-4288-554. We'll be looking forward to talking to you guys again next week. Um, as I mentioned, you know, 408 is 408, 208, you know, what is, what the hell is it right now? I can't do math. I was doing it. I was trying to do the number right, right quick in my head and multiplication. Just, okay. I know what it's supposed to. Yeah, I'm doing good. 208 is four years. That's why everything got all kind of screwed up in my head. Um, Thank you for being part of it so far. And we'll be looking forward to seeing you guys next week because, well, I'm sure that there's something more that we've got to talk about. And um, 
I just hope we don't get a, a, a DMCA hit for this one. We'll be back again next week because because we'll have things we'll want to talk about. I will too. Happy 50th anniversary, Fred. Maybe you guys will figure that one out. Until next week, you all take very good care of yourselves. I wish you the peace I no longer have. I wish you the strength that I've learned. I wish you well. And as always, my lady, it's going to be 13 years later. I am still in love. Montenegro. I love you. I miss you. Dream of me. <laughs> Till the next time we get together, everybody. As always, good night. You've been listening to Holy Crap, the Vlogcast. Feel free to leave a comment on the show's website at holycrapthevlogcast.com, where you'll also find links to our Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and Google Plus pages. Theme music provided by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. On behalf of all of us here, thank you for listening. <laughs>